Hello, hi, how are you doing? You are listening to Talk The Line. I'm Jen Long. This is a weekly podcast where I talk to a musician about something that they are passionate about. We upload a new episode every single Friday talking to one of those pop stars about the kind of things they don't normally talk about in interviews. Sometimes you might learn something, other times you can just be entertained by our conversations. All our previous episodes are at talktheline.blog, including Stella Donnelly on periods, Kate Nash on Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and Danae Moore on vegan baking. You can follow us on Twitter at talktheline. I think we had an Instagram account. I have no idea if that's been kept up. You can follow me at Jen Long on Twitter. And if you like this podcast, you can subscribe to it very easily. That's a hint. Lucy Rose began her career as a backing vocalist for the likes of Bombay Bicycle Club and Razorlight before delivering her 2012 debut album, Like I Used To, which established her as one of the UK's most exciting singer-songwriters. Since then, she dropped two more records and worked with the likes of US rapper Logic, former Talk The Line guests The Staves and Ray Morris, who is also Lucy's sister-in-law. Lucy's last album came after two months spent backpacking around South America, playing free shows and staying in the houses of fans across the continent. A new version of the record is released this July with each track reworked and remixed in collaboration with artists and producers such as Friars, Otzeki and Liz Lawrence. I had a lovely conversation with Lucy in her back garden in the sun with her dog Josie making a few casual appearances all about being boring. I love data input. Yeah. And when you format it so that the top row's frozen so that when you scroll down, it just comes with you. Yeah. Drag it. A little. Yeah. It's a good good pleasure. Is that boring? Is that what we're talking... Yeah, we should talk about being boring. Yeah. I really couldn't think of anything that I could talk about for an hour. And I was just thinking of all the things that I could maybe talk about. And the theme between them all was that they were boring. All of my hobbies. They weren't actually boring. They're like boring if people think you're like a rock star and then find out that you don't live up to the stereotype, right? They're not like... exactly. They're like maybe boring to like some people who are under 30. Yeah. I just think sometimes when you're trying to listen to something, it's like all the podcasts I listen to teach you something amazing. I think that's great. And I was like, I don't know if I have anything to teach anybody outside of what I do. And I do gardening, which is new to me, or tennis and read books and like going on long walks. Um, But I actually think we're all, everyone's way more boring than people let on anyway. I think that people's mental health would be in a far better state if our social medias actually reflected how boring we all really are. <laughs> Maybe that's what I'm going to start doing. You start Just doing posting that. like really dull activities <laughs> that I'm doing Sitting and saying on the bus, I enjoyed this out the window. a little bit. Yeah. You know, not I had the best time ever. This is so exciting. <laughs> I can't wait to announce this. I'm kind. I'm a little bit excited about this. Semi excited mediocre takeaway while watching gardener's world still good night <laughs> but i think you're okay right. night yeah <laughs> exactly but social media is a whole i've just put it to one side at the moment i keep forgetting i i i, I delete 
like um, Twitter off my phone because it's like too big. Because it gets bigger it's and bigger the big. more you use it. So when you download it, it's like a hundred kilobytes or whatever. And then the more you use it, the bigger and bigger it gets. And then suddenly it's like a gig of Twitter. And I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, no one's really on Twitter. Oh, no, really? Is that I don't know. Thing? Or maybe I just don't get any tweets anymore. I, my Twitter's pretty low. <laughs> Paul's just rolling like, oh, are you on Twitter now? Oh, he's on Twitter now. He's always, he's, he's, he doesn't actually I'm produce this podcast. That's why the levels are so atrocious on some of them. He just sits there staring at his phone and Do you like not Twitter? paying attention. He likes Twitter. Comsica. Is that how you say it? Comsica. Comsi comsa. <laughs> That's it. I just said comsica. Comsica. <laughs> I'm very good at languages too. Number one. What's so boring about gardening? Nothing really. I think um, I spend a lot, like a, a lot of time doing nothing as well when I come back from tour, which I think when I'm talking about like climatizing back to being at home it's really really difficult um and i don't think gardening's boarding but it's, it's helped me doing an activity which is quite intense like especially the state of my garden when i first started was like really bad and actually quite fit because i've learned that i'm a really unfit person as well is and i'm one of those people that looks like they could be healthy mm. but i'm black inside i think <laughs> um so that was like a kind of new year's resolution is to be more active and i don't know maybe not drink less drink <laughs> the same amount but offset it instead okay, of just yeah, like giving yeah. up entirely um the, these flower beds we're in your house right now in your in your back garden these flower beds are right they're, they're really well kept actually there's not many weeds it's quite new and it is an obsession at the moment i'm quite an obsessive person go through phases of things and i think i'm hoping this isn't a phase but probably as much as I'm gardening now will be the peak of it mm. as it's a new thing. And then I think I'll get bored of it. Potentially I'll get bored of it or I'll just do it a little less. So it's just it will survive and I'll water it. But at the moment I'm like deadheading every single morning. I'm coming out like my first activity of the day is deadheading. What deadheading's like weeding? Like, no, you know, when you've got flowers which are dying oh, right. at the top. So it helps all the other ones go. Gotcha. Just like picking off all the I dead flowers. Yeah, it makes a yeah. huge difference. It's quite brutal though, because you're like, oh, it does look quite pretty still. But if I cut it off, then I'll get probably two even more pretty ones. Nice. And do you weed or do you do that like no dig thing where you just put earth on top of it? I don't know what that means. All right. You put earth on top of the weed? Yeah, it's like a like, there's like this whole kind of um, school of thought in gardening where Tell me. it's when you have like raised beds like these, you don't. Um, you don't dig stuff out. You just keep putting earth on top. Will that kill them? It put kills the apparently eventually kills all the weeds. Might be wrong. Might, I, I've watched it on YouTube. I'm pulling once. them out, but a lot, a lot of the time they're so deep that the roots are staying in, so then yeah. mud's going on top of them anyway. So, combination mm. of the two. Yeah, I just pull them all out. Well, I mean, I don't. I just leave them on for so long until they look really atrocious, and I just pull Roundup on them. Lovely. <laughs> I love that you like gardening as well. That's one of those things when you like, I feel like you can only say it when you really know someone, they know you, so you're not like, yeah, I love gardening, and it's like, oh, dear me, you sound quite dull. If you, but actually, Is this like other people in the music industry or like friends or like fans? I think a combination of like everything. everything. I think even like 
some mates are like, Jesus Christ, Lucy, what's wrong with you? You're gardening like every single evening or in my weekends. And then I went to Columbia Road Flower Market at like 7.30 in the morning and it was just me and loads of old people just up getting all the bargains before it got busy. And it was so good. But I think I think maybe, I, yeah, it, it does feel like I've got a weird, boring hobby. Do you think it's like an age thing? Do you think... Because I feel like when I was younger, my brain didn't have the capacity to hold anything that wasn't my, like, one sort of wasn't like the one thing that I was interested in so I was just like music I just like music I just like going to gigs I just like knowing about bands I just like getting drunk at gigs and going out with bands like I think that's almost what I'm like a bit at the moment still really though but with gardening no with music still I think gardening I'm trying to broaden my horizons I think Mm. because I am life is so music orientated and I do just end up if I go out just be going to gigs going to see my friends bands those sort of things listening to new music every day and working out there's so much to listen to so I'm always trying to keep up with it and also like dig into my back catalogues of my favorite artists so I think I'm just trying to do something that's creative that's almost completely separate to music lots of people I'm really jealous of do loads of painting who are creative musicians and I just literally am the worst drawer painter in the entire world it would just it's just <laughs> horrid I tried to do some painting with Will and I got a couple of those little canvases and loads of different paints mm. but then you have to be patient let each color dry oh oils God. before you could do your next one and I wasn't and in the end my whole painting I put all the colors together and it was just brown the whole <laughs> square just ended up being brown and I was like oh my god I don't know that's what I've just done and Will was like no it's kind of cool because you can see different colors coming through the brown and I was like it isn't it's terrible that's my attempt is just all the colors into brown and then painting the whole thing one color oh my god and Ray's there putting her pictures up on Instagram like so just uh, amazing still life this afternoon she sketched like over a whole billboard she painted. She did, didn't she? She painted album. a whole billboard from scratch on top of her artwork. It's just like, that's amazing. And I see how much joy she gets from that, having that of a creative outlet. And I'm just... <laughs> so sorry, I'm just imagining your next billboard. <laughs> it's just, just brown. brown. I think I've still got this brown painting. It's the only painting I've ever done. And Rach came around and was like, what's that? Is that your, like, base coat for something? What's it going to be? And I was like, no, that's it, finished. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a brown brown painting of nothing. Um, So books is a big thing as well. Yeah. Well, how come, like... Do you not feel that some some boring things are more socially acceptable than others? Like, if you say, say to someone, like, I'm really into reading, they're like, oh, you're so intellectual and sexy. Do you think so? Yeah. Do you no, think so? I don't think so. Whereas if someone, I don't I know. I think it's like you're old. That's what I think people think. No. You're a bit old. You know when you meet people and they're like, I don't really read. I'm just, I can't, I have to walk away. Really just leave entirely. So I just think, well, you must be really boring. Same as if I people say I don't like dogs. Boring. I'm just like, we have nothing in common. <laughs> <laughs> this Should we just leave it now? I don't understand people that aren't into dogs because there's so many different types of dogs as well. Surely you'll find one that you're like. So doggist. Mm, It is. Yeah, maybe it's just a judging thing of wondering. I think everyone looks like they've got the most exciting life from the outside of everything that they're doing. 
And I think the thing is about it is that I could be doing loads of exciting things. It's not that I can't be doing them all. It's that I don't want to do anything like that, which is why I'm like, we should talk about being boring because I actually love being boring. I love, you know, my own time is really important to me. Um, so gardening is just something I've done entirely on my own unless it's too heavy to carry. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, Will, can you help me? I need some more compost. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and the same with reading. Reading something I think is really... Uh, for me a good mental thing to have which is my own relationship with that book and those characters at that time mm. and no one else really has it because even if you're watching TV everyone is kind of in it together which mm. I like to a certain degree but with the book it's entirely yours at that moment in time These are Yeah, now you're saying it they are quite like insular like solo activities aren't they? Yeah, and walking as well lots of long walks on my own and Will's just been away with Ray for a month um and it's obviously like really difficult when your partner goes away on tour, but I think all of these different activities. I mean, is it? Yeah, the first night in bed, you're like, oh, heaven. Yeah. <laughs> Stretch out, <laughs> like, this is ideal. Um, don't you kind of love it, though, when you're like going to go out and you're like, oh, shit, I haven't done the washing up? And then you're like, I don't have to, though. I don't have to. <laughs> totally. I don't have to do it all weekend or when you're yeah. like sitting on the sofa I mean actually I was gonna say and you're really gassy and you're like I'm just gonna oh, let, yeah. let it all. I just do that anyway doesn't matter if she's there or not just let it out the joys of being in a relationship yeah. <laughs> is now what we're talking about <laughs> no but um yeah quite like so solo activities because even if you go gardening even if someone comes out and starts helping you you don't really have chats do you you just sort of, it sort of drags you like sucks you in and you're just really concentrating on like weeding or like digging something out. Or, or looking at what they're doing and being like, I don't want you to do that. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. Being like, don't put that there. It's not weed. It's not that. Yeah. Strawberry plant. Needs to be a little deeper. Oh, uh, it's gone in anyway. <laughs> don't put the bindweed in there. I mentioned a couple of things and Will was like, Jesus, you're like the garden police. I don't want to do this anymore. And then and I was like, oh, maybe I'm taking it to a That's new level. point though, isn't it? Being the garden police. And scare them out and it's all yours. I know, it's quite selfish. I think he's happy with it, but... What sort of books do you like to read? Um, my sister's pretty much just... I read whatever she loves. She seems to just give me amazing books every birthday and Christmas. Now I make my way through them. I don't know how she does it. She has two kids and reads way more than I do. She's like a super reader. But are they like, um, like fiction or non-fiction? Oh, actually, you've got my Bob Mould book. I do. Have you read it? No. Oh, okay. See, that's that's real. I think I'm more fiction. Okay, yeah. I think I'm more fiction. Um, I like... I guess I've read a lot of, like, World War Two books, which is quite <laughs> weird again. I've seemed to have fallen into a niche there of reading books about the wars. Um, I enjoyed it. Like, like non-fiction? No, like, fiction, but, like, non-fiction at the same time. Like... A combination of things that are real, but there might be like a love story in it. What's it called? I have no idea. Okay. Alone in Berlin is one of my favourite books, um, which is really about what it was like to be living in Germany during the war. And it was just an aspect I'd never thought of before. And I thought that was really interesting. Um, And Americana, which is one of my favourite books ever. And that's about two Nigerian... um, immigrants who one goes to live in the UK and one works in America and their stories is really really interesting 
Um, so I think there's like a, a slight traveling theme. I seem to like to read books about people in different countries. That's not here, I think. Boring. <laughs> That's not boring. <laughs> <laughs> what else is boring? Like, do you not think though, like with sport, like even if, I actually know, like solo sports, I feel get a more like boring rep than team sports. Like if someone's like, go, go play football with the lads tonight, you're like, yeah, that oh, seems that seems cool. rad. But then, yeah. like, if I'm like, I'm gonna go on a two-hour run, like, oh, that sounds boring. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's because it's not it's not glamorized. I, me- I imagine, but is it because it's like not as good to take selfies on? Or <laughs> I'm trying to think. It's just you can't really like put. I don't know. Can you put stuff on social media when it's like literally just you and yourself? Is that now what defines things that are boring? I have a huge issue with selfies. Full stop. Right. Okay. I hate the selfie. Or, you know, like a picture of like your running shoes somewhere and it being like... Even worse, that, for me. There you go. I feel like photos need to be done with... You know, I know you're on your own a lot. But I don't know. I feel like not everything needs to go out in the world. Like, it, I feel like even people's most intimate moments with just like a nice meal with their other half is now an Instagram story. And I just feel like you should just keep you know it's like people at gigs you know when they're filming I get it like last night I was at a Ben Howard gig and I filmed something um because I wanted Will to see it when I got home but I was like angry at myself for filming it because it's like I'm not enjoying this as much as I could be if I'm not filming it and it's the same almost I think with Instagram stories poor Charlie Cunningham on tour I was getting really into them and I was like let's do some and he was like I just don't like them I don't want to do them and I was like come on do one and he was like please leave me alone I don't want to do an Instagram story (laughs) and then I was like what what am I doing it's like this new obsession to do Instagram stories for like a month and then I've kind of realized but do you do them when you're like with other people when there's like other stuff rather than just yourself I think I'm just tend to film yeah other people and other things mm. without their notice because it's like what i was just trying to get at like what makes certain things boring because yeah, i don't know if anybody wants to know it all those things yeah <laughs> do you know what i mean it's like what if someone is following me for my music um and that's the thing as well it's like if it's just about the music then i sh- shouldn't be worrying about any of those things really <laughs> like instagram stories and all those things about whether people are going to want to watch them or not but it's just, I think we're all the same. We're all, everyone seems to be doing them now, or so many people. But I think you're just thinking it's a bit stupid, but everyone's doing it. So I might just do one. <laughs> like Snapchat, I never got into that. No, I didn't get into that. No, I think it was an old. age gap. Yeah, yeah, me too. I was definitely <laughs> too old for that. I can't get my head around that. But just go, just, I just want to go back to like the sort of joys of being boring and why some things maybe deem more boring than others. Do you think that tennis, is, do you think people think tennis is boring? I feel like maybe. Like I played tennis this morning and I was like, I'm going to go to a mix-in. I went to one mix-in at this local club and I was firstly the only girl who turned up. It was like a Wednesday evening. And then when they were pairing us all, there was like 12 of us and, you know, three courts. And then when they were pairing us, the three who got me were like, oh, great, we're with a girl. Oh. And then <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I'm sorry. And then they spun rackets to see who had to go with me in oh, front of me. No. And I was like, this is terrible. Um, so that made me think maybe tennis is boring so it was just all these old 70 year old men that no one wanted to play with me until they started playing and they were like actually she's okay so what? it's making me look good if I'm winning with the girl so we'll keep 
will keep the same. Brilliant. Yeah. But I don't know if any... I don't think any of it seemed boring. I think I've obviously have... And I have from like the beginning of doing music and everything. I've always had this sort of like chip on my shoulder that I'm not like uber interesting or out there or any of those things. And I've always felt like that could be a problem. Like, can someone as normal as me do this job (laughs) and people be interested? Because I do just think I'm just really like bog standard and I'm really happy with that and I'm really that is who I am but I think when you see when you go to a festival and you like backstage at Reading and Leeds I'm always like I'm this the odd one out here because either everyone is um everyone's such a like a creative type no everyone backstage at Reading and Leeds just works for the record labels you think so? Yeah, definitely. Or just in like their cabin. I'm always looking at other bands being like, you're all so cool. Just getting drunk on their company card. Yeah. I haven't been for so many years. I don't really know. Um, and then it's also, yeah, when you're talking and having, you know, interviews or talking about your interests, I'm like, oh, God, you know, people can talk in depth about menstrual cycles, which I actually think is really interesting. But I'd, I would listen to that over talk about it. And I think for someone who's like, my lyrics are, uh, I think too honest sometimes and they're too like explanatory of my life and what I'm going through. I think sometimes I've crossed the line now and again. And um but for someone who writes songs like that I feel like I'm quite private as well. So it's just this whole weird um bit of time and I feel like if I let people really know what I'm doing when I'm off tour gardening and walking and playing tennis, I, the, the mystery of me would disappear of she must be really cool, you know, I really like her music. And it's like, actually, no, I'm really sorry. <laughs> the answer to that is no. <laughs> um, and I think I've reached an age where I feel okay with that now. And mm. I've talked to enough people where it's like, no, that's why we like you. <laughs> because <laughs> you're really, you know, normal. Um, if that is a word Maybe I can use. Maybe it's like an aspirational thing, though. Like, if when you see those people who are like pitbull and they're in like their private jet with all the models in their bikinis and they're like jetting off to yeah. Caribbean countries and smoking big cigars and you're like, that's not my, that's not accessible, that's not my world. Mm-hmm. I'll never be, I'll never be a pit bull. But then you see a Lucy Rose and you're like, oh, she just, she just likes to read a book in her garden. Like, I can read a book in my garden. Maybe that's why people like you because they're like, Maybe. well, she just likes cups of tea and I like cups of tea. Love tea. Yeah. So much. <laughs> Oh man, I have a tattoo of a teacup. That's how lame my obsession is. I like that tattoo. It's cool. Um, and okay. yeah, I think so. This is boring. What's Tell me. your like tea making method? Tea making method. There's nothing worse than when I mean, obviously you haven't worked in an office, but well, I mean you worked at Caramillan, <sighs> right? Did I say what Dermot? Caramillan. Caramillan. Yeah. yeah. That was a, that was an average time. But that wasn't that wasn't making tea, was it? That was steaming clothes. Yeah, great memory. How do you know that? You told that story once. That I steamed clothes, but they wouldn't let me on the floor. I think I, <laughs> I like, was not the best per, you know, like sales person because I thought all the clothes were hideous. <laughs> so it was like, that's horrid. Uh, you look terrible in that. You should just take that off and leave the shop. So they're like, Lucy, you're going to the basement and you're steaming again today. Um, <laughs> So I did a lot of steaming at Caramillan. And yeah, I made, I didn't make any tea. Um, but I, Dermot O'Leary once asked me how I made tea. 
and I was going through phases. I go through different phases of making tea. So I feel like I don't want to get stuck in my ways. I want to always be pushing the boundaries of tea making. And at that point, I was pouring water over the tea bag. And then sometimes you can take the tea bag out too soon. Sometimes you can take it out too late. Mm. And it's hard to know when it's the brown colour. Like, but when you've got the milk in, it's sometimes easier because you know what you want it to look like when yeah. the milk's in. So then I put the milk in and then took the tea bag out when I felt like the milk was the right. But then have you got enough milk in? It's tricky. So I said that and he was just like, never talk to me again, really. Yeah, that right? is sacrilegious, putting yeah. milk in while the bag's still in. He was like, I actually feel sick now. <laughs> and then I just never got invited back on his show. <laughs> and I was like, damn it, why did I answer it like that? Should have just gone bog standard, milk, take tea bag out. No, water, <gasps> take tea bag yeah. out, milk. But then my nan, pot, couple bags in the pot, milk in the bottom, and then tea on top. And I think that is the best way if you can be bothered if you make it with the pot. pot. Yeah, the pot's good, isn't it? I always do yeah. the um, boil kettle tea bag in water over tea bag yeah mean to leave it for three minutes three Actually, is too long no at least three no just stir it fast no i just stir it fast no three minutes but at it'll get that least. scummy top no no it won't three, three minutes not after three three minutes is good. three minutes three minutes is good no i get scummy top if i left it three minutes you, but if you if you when you squeeze it you're going to release all the bitter tannins so when tea tastes bitter is when you squeeze I'm in between the, the two. Mm, no. I'm in between. People make stupidly weak tea sometimes. And then Ooh. there's that really stupidly strong tea as well. And See, I'm right in the middle. That's what I do. I t- intend to leave it for three minutes. Go off and start doing something else. Forget about it. Come back seven minutes later and then have a ridiculously strong cup of tea. That's what you like. Well, it's not what I like. It's just how I make my tea. <laughs> <laughs> Ideal. <laughs> No, yeah, it's. I, I think as well with, with uh, life as well. Everyone's, you know, I don't know, different ages. And me and Will, I've been married now, four years. And part of me thinks, is that boring as well? You know, that I'm, been married and for for this long. And people are always really shocked every time. They're like, wow, you're married. But I think like, oh, I think maybe she's boring now. She's married, potentially. But what are the like? I feel like there's like hurdles in life that increase your boring levels there's like turning 30 definitely i'm so near are you nearly 30 i'll be 29 on wednesday wow so yeah next year's a big one big 30 that's quite i feel like you're like the same age as me though i feel like in in level boring levels maybe getting married does make you more boring what level are you though age-wise like nearly 33 i have two older sisters i think maybe that makes you Seem more boring. Like, turning 30, getting married maybe, buying a house, because that makes you stop wanting to go out when you have somewhere that's actually nice. <laughs> and I think I've, my hangovers have got really bad. I've too soon. What, what happened with your major hangover? Oh, yeah, this is what happens when is it someone who doesn't story? go out a lot goes out. It was, yeah, it was my best mate's hen do. We went to Bunga Bunga in Soho. It's sort of like a burlesque show. A lot of nipple tassels and things like that. And men dressed up as um, James Bond with sort of penis guns sort of thing. <laughs> exactly what you want, really, on a hen do. And um, 
really what I remember just I don't normally drink Prosecco I'm really like exclusively a beer person and uh, it was just all you can drink Prosecco so I was pretty tipsy at that point and then my friend was like let's go out for another drink and then ended up going out for more ended up at like I don't know what time it was in a gay bar in Soho called Freedom and the pole was available. My friend was like, come on, like dress up in a bridesmaid, like veil, pink veil. Let's get on it. So I was like, here we go. Like, <laughs> and at that point, I think I'd gone like, I'm normally like a little bit drunk, but we'll never dance ever. And then like a little bit tipsy and we'll do like lame dancing, like or like jokey robot-y dancing. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like how I'm going to take the piss now. I'm so ironic. And I went to a whole new stage of drunk that I've never been that I actually thought I was sexy, I think, which is the worst, (laughs) (laughs) like the worst type of drunk you could possibly be. Where I was like, nah, I'm really sexy right now, like whizzing around the pole. And it was just now it makes me feel so, makes me feel like I just want the world to swallow me. And as I was on the pole, someone tapped me on my shoulder and was like, are you Lucy Rose? And I was just like thinking for a long time about how what I was going to say to deal with it it's like the thing is me and my friend have got a 200 pound bet on whether you're Lucy Rose so you've really got to tell us the truth because I think you are and he wouldn't take me up on the bet but then as soon as you got on the pole he took me up on the bet he's like (laughs) there's no way that is Lucy Rose doing that on that pole um so I feel kind of bad I lost that poor man 200 quid (laughs) for just being totally hammered it's brilliant and then having the worst hangover of my life ever soul changingly bad where i was like i'm a bad person this is terrible you and had the fear i had the fear i had like the doom the fear all of it when you're like texting the people from like before and you're like ha 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 what happened cool night wasn't it question mark question mark <laughs> <laughs> Can you, then you wait for them to reply and you're like please just tell me now what did i do tell me now what to do I and how did i get mom. home I text my mum the next night at 9pm just saying, I'm scared. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> no, so dark. So then I haven't <laughs> drunk any beer or any alcohol for a month. Started this intense tennis <coughs> thing going on. It's like, it's a new me, it's a new life. I have to be the best version of me. Especially if I went to, when we went to L.A., Someone on the street was like, live your best life. And I was like, am I? Am I living my best <laughs> life? <laughs> I don't know anymore. <laughs> I should definitely be eating. I should be vegan. That's my number one thing. I, sh- I should be vegan. And I'm just an idiot. And I'm lazy. It's really, it's a lot of effort, isn't it? <sighs> I know. We've but done I a few podcasts be. about, well, and we've done like one proper vegan podcast. It's definitely come up in a few. Is that boring? I feel like that. That's like a number one thing that people think is boring, isn't it? Because they all, for some reason, always think no vegans. That they are boring. That like vegans are boring because they'll like talk to you about being about being vegan. No, but I don't. I don't think I've ever met like a vegan who's amazing vegans pulled my ear off about their dietary habits. I have, and I'm like, you're right. You're right. Like, at the end of it, just like, I cannot argue with you. You're 100% right. Mm. I just don't want to hear it, you know. And I think that's the thing with it, with with people with talking to vegans, is you just don't want to hear it. Because you're like, but this is all really delicious, and I really like it, and it's all I've ever known. 
and you can think of so many different things but it's really I don't know every every vegan I've spoken to who's like these are my reasons I just can't fight with it I just need to just one day but how you could do it like incrementally I try to do it with being a vegetarian. I do find sometimes on the road, it's like when I did try and do it, I just ended up like becoming too skinny, really, because I just couldn't find enough places to eat. Mm. If I was just like in a service station in the middle of America or something. Oh, yeah, that would be tough. It's like, I'll just have another salad, please. I'll have a bag of crisps. Yeah, or a bag of crisps. Mm. And then actually it was like, I want to be healthy at the same time as doing this. Yeah. And this is very tricky. So I'll have a burger. <laughs> <laughs> That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've just ordered a new bed. That's boring. That's, yeah. Is it it's with a the mattress? Got one of those thing. new mattresses. Got this new mattress, and I went soft because they said that we've all been torturing ourselves for no reason. You used to think firm was good for you, and it's all a myth. Soft, the softer, the better really? for you. I, I like firm, though. Apparently, it's not good for you. Really? Yeah. I really enjoy a firm mattress. Have you tried a soft one, though? Because I thought mm. I did, and then I tried lay on a few of their soft ones really? in John Lewis. Oh, I love John Lewis. Yeah, and we took Josie in, me and Will did, and they were like, you can't you can't have dogs in here, and Will just totally deadpan was like, she's my anxiety dog. <laughs> just totally deadpan. They were like, excuse me? She's like, she's my anxiety dog. Like, if I can't, if I have a panic attack pretty much if, if I can't be with her. And they just were like, oh, okay. Oh my God, and then we amazing. just went around John Lewis <laughs> with our dog. <laughs> I was like, you're not going to do it. I thought we'd bottle it. He was like, no, well, I'll just say that. And he just said it with, yeah, he just said it and it was fine. And he just <laughs> left us to it. We all just walked around carrying Josie, looking really needy. <laughs> <laughs> do you find uh, do you find house stuff boring mm-hmm. or like really exciting? Boring. Do you? Yeah. Well, I think to a certain are we getting our bathroom done? Because at the moment, our housemate, poor Phil, the bathroom's so bad and the actual shower head is gaffer taped onto the wall, which is not good. It's not good. <laughs> it's really not good. <laughs> so we'd be like, yeah, we're going to get it fixed. We're going to get it fixed. And now we're doing it. It's like you need to pick out the tiles and the toilet mm. and the floor. I'm just like, I just want, no, I just was like, I just want like some wood, wooden, like fake wood floor. And they're like, you need to choose. There's like 120 different types of fake wood. And I'm like, oh, man. I don't know. And I think my it's not boring, I'm just indecisive. I can barely order a drink <laughs> and without thinking I've made a mistake. <laughs> like always it's like that was the wrong decision. Definitely should have got the other one. I definitely find the like the choosing boring because there's so because there's just so much choice and so much to scroll through and then Too it all much. just looks the same. But uh, the like doing of it. Oh yeah, I wouldn't be bit. doing that either. Right, no. That would be a builder. Oh. Uh, so could you do that? Could you turn my bathroom into a wet room? Uh, I don't. I, well, you have to do a special floor, don't you, yeah. to make it all angled well, towards the sink? I'm going to get like sink. underfloor heating as well. Oh, you know, I couldn't do that. Could you not do that for no, me? No, I could tile it. Could you? Yeah. Properly? Yeah. No. I tiled my own bathroom. Can you send me a photo? I'll show you one right now. I've got a whole DIY album. I feel like <sighs> sitting at home watching the TV would be deemed as boring but then watching a box set ooh suddenly Edgy. suddenly i've got your interest i got interested well i don't know cuz i do i've just started watching love island have you yeah i've been sucked right in never watched it i've never watched it 
potentially semi-judge people who have watched it in the past like oh that's such a bad program and then I was like I'm just gonna see what it's about and then Will had his tonsils out and was really you know in pain so I was like you need something to just numb your mind I'm gonna put Love Island on and then it's just changed we've just obsessed with it so what's I just I, I'm not judging people it's a bit like Big Brother do you remember judging like when Big Brother was good and you were like, oh, I don't watch it. But then you found yourself watching it every night and being like, oh It's my just God. because it's on every night that I just struggle with the time commitment. Yeah, catch up. I've just made myself an account on ITV like really? two days ago. And now I just can watch them all. It's not like on every day though. Yeah, it's a huge commitment. No, it's a big commitment. Yeah. And do you have to watch, do, can you not just watch like one a week and still catch up, keep up yeah, with I the gist? Yeah, I think you could do yeah. that. So they're just on an island and like go on dates with each other. Yeah, and there's and there's recoupling. So there's odd numbers, so someone goes home who doesn't get chosen, so it's only people in couples who get to stay. So you're sort of just like, no, I really like you, do you really like me, shall we couple up this week? And then actually they've got their eye on someone else, but they're just staying in. Oh. Kind of. And then right at the end, there's, I think, could totally be wrong, there's a prize money that the couple who win, who are coupled up right to the end, and by that point I think they are fairly in love. Mm. Um, and then if they split the money they split like 50 grand or something and then if one of them says no I'll keep it then they just get it all but if they both say I'll keep it then they both get nothing question do they actually have sex? I don't know I haven't seen any yet Mm. but I have seen kissing and duvets pulled up high oof (laughs) I know do you remember when um, was it Stuart and Michelle on Big Brother had sex? don't remember that but see, here we go. I remember that one. It was like they were like the shocking. first to have sex. It was shocking. Then there was Geordie Shore, and now everyone's seen it a million times. Yeah, I think it's weird if there is an episode of Geordie Shore where people aren't having sex. I never, never really watched it. Geordie Shore. I'm, I'm really bad at these. Sorry. I'm now. I'm being boring. boring. I'm, I'm still boring. I'm no, boring. I think this makes me more boring. The fact that I've had time to look at these shows. What about your walk? I like cars. Oh shit! Tell me about your car. So you got it from a guy in the Midlands? Are we allowed to broadcast? Is it like I've an got, illegal yeah, thing? I've actually got two cars. You've got two cars. I know, it's a bit much. Isn't it? It's so ridiculous. The first one was my 21st birthday present from my parents. And it's an old Morris Minor. Ooh. So it's like really old, like, like over 50 years old. And it goes maximum 40 miles an hour. And at that point it starts ra- like shaking. Um, so I sort of just put around in there it's like a really cute soft top car and it seems to make loads of people smile when I go out in it it's just really fun and I've got a thing about classic cars that's a thing of mine that I love and my dad's got an old Austin Healey my granddad's got an old Austin 7 um, I'd love to get a Porsche Speedster one day it's a dream um, but there's so many great old cars that's more of my thing than new cars um, and then but yeah then we, we me and Will was like Will was like he doesn't really like it because it's quite difficult to drive so he was mm. like can we get a car that we can use and, and you can't go on the motorway no we we went on the motorway once and we broke down <laughs> it was awful God. Um, and it was raining it was terrible so then yeah and his parents live in the Lake District so we're like oh we should get a car to do some more driving and stuff but yeah this guy in the Midlands Willie he'll sort you out I'll give you his number he bought my ours. It's like an old Audi estate from 2012, but he got it in an auction, really, really cheap. Perfect. Wow. We so were yeah. thinking of getting a Citroen C1. 
Nice. Because they've got such low emissions that it's only £20 a really year road tax. That. Yeah. It's good, isn't it? Really good. It's always a catch, though, sometimes. I don't know. I'm, I know you're looking at me like puzzling. Well, it's like, you know, when diesel was amazing, you should always buy have a diesel car, and now diesel cars are getting banned. Yeah. The Citroen... I've seen things on, like, Watchdog, where there was that really amazing Fiat that had no emissions, but then it couldn't get up any hills. <laughs> it was like this thing that was the catch. It was like this zero emissions, really amazing Fiat. And then any time it went on an incline, it just wouldn't go up, had no energy. My God, do you think that's why there's so many Citroen C1s on Autotrader? Could be. There's sometimes a catch. Okay, I'll Google it. Google it. Citroen C1, what's the catch? Yeah, up a hill. <laughs> Video. Can I take this for a test drive, please? Um to the mountains <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah cars i like really like cars there was a girl i come on where did i play right in the middle of america where there was this like ridiculously young girl who was the assistant of a plastic surgeon it was in salt lake city in utah was and she, she had a woman no she was definitely not a mormon okay. and she had a yellow no a bright orange lamborghini brand new she rolled up and it, everyone was just like crowding around from outside the gig just being like this car is insane and then it was just like a ridiculously young babe get, got out of it which is great because I'm a bit bored of seeing like old bald men driving nice cars <laughs> I've got actually issues with it it's like I really thought you were going to say old bald men at your shows then. <laughs> I don't have issues with my fans being old and bald <laughs> I just don't want them driving really beautiful cars if possible <laughs> um, and it was just and also when I see any girl driving like a rad sports car or something like that I think that's ace and then um so I just got chatting with her and then she was like do you want to go around the block I'll just take you for a spin in it it's like yes mm-hmm. please this is post show um and then I was terrified I thought she was gonna kill me <laughs> <laughs> it's like never been that fast in the car in my whole life it's oh just God. ridiculous yeah it was great and my dad was my dad was on the road with us as well so I think he was worried um, are you quite a safe driver I think so I think more. I'm really safe if I've got passengers. Mm. Like really safe. If I'm driving the vans when we're on talks, me and Will split the driving. Yeah. I'm like Mrs. Slow Lane. <laughs> but then if I'm on my own, I'll maybe a little nippy here and there. Nothing. <laughs> I've I had a you speeding just did a ticket. really subtle wink then. Did I? You're a little. Yeah, you did. <laughs> little rude girl behind the wheel. Did you get a speeding ticket? I had to go on that course. Because <gasps> <laughs> you were only like two over or something. I was doing, it was those temporary 50 mile an hour things on the M6. Uh, oh, the M6 is the worst. And I was in Merseyside, it was just before Stoke. And I think I, think I was doing 56 or something in it, when it, on entry of it, or something really annoying. It was a bad day because I did that and I had, got a, had to go on that course and I got bed bugs that night in Stoke Travel Lodge. <gasps> like hundreds of bites all over my body. Oh my God. That was really hard to get over, going to another hotel, because it was so excruciatingly painful, and I had bites all over my face, all over my hands. Did you like? Could you get? Did you get your money back, or did you? Well, like I was recording report? the record at the time. Well, at the end of it, I was going and recording, and the producer Tim's girlfriend Laura is like really amazing and hardcore, and they were like, "We're going to give you, yeah, we've we've actually fumigated your room, and we found that there are bed bugs in your room, but it's the only room in the entire travel lodge, so we're really sorry." We're going to give you a £25 travel lodge voucher. No! So you can come back, pretty much. And then I was like, all right, well, I'm just glad it's done because 
Mine actually came up a week after I stayed there. They weren't immediate, the <gasps> bites. So then I was thinking about all the other people and they were like, no one else has complained. It's like, it's, it would be really hard to know where they'd come from, the bites. It'd be almost impossible. It's only because I shared a room with the support that night and she got totally mauled. And it's the only night we shared a room together that we knew. Right. It had to be that place. So I kind of just wanted it to be done because I thought of all those other people getting these bed bugs. But Laura went crazy on an email like, I use my hands for my job. And they, they're they like covered in scars now. And every time I have a photo with, she bite you? <laughs> no, she didn't. <laughs> it wasn't, so I stopped stroking her and she just like poured me. But <laughs> it scared you, <laughs> really didn't it? Did it did. I wasn't expecting what, that. What, she threw her paw on your hand to like yeah, carry yeah. on? Yeah, she was like, why did you stop petting me? Good question. Don't sorry, stop. Sorry, Josie, sorry. And yes, anyway, I got 200 quid. <gasps> yes. I know. 200 big ones. Well done. Pints Not on even me. a voucher. Like no, actual hard cash, like bank transfer. Banks. Nice. Very good. <laughs> Who do you bank with? No, I don't. <laughs> Very trusty bank. <laughs> <laughs> Have we reached the end of boring? I just want to say to all those other people out there who are boring, I'm with you. Can we edit that out as well? <laughs> if possible. <laughs> that's fine because I think it's fine I think it is fine to be boring and I think being boring is a good thing and mentally everything is better I think I think you should do more boring Instagram stories I will great from today onwards are we showing my mundane life no I should though that's what we were talking about I should yeah it shouldn't be always the best thing like oh great I'm in Washington DC under Abraham Lincoln statue should be doing nothing today. Yeah. So cleaning the house. Cleaning the house today. I actually love cleaning the house. There's something wrong with you if you like cleaning <laughs> the house. 100%. <laughs> no. Oh, so when you finish, though, the feeling. The feeling of the hoovering. I hate the hoover. Hoovering, dusting. We've got too many stairs in our house. The hoover's just so heavy. Oh, what, what, sort, what sort of hoover do you have? Henry. You have a Henry! Have a Henry. Oh. <laughs> you got a Henry Paul. Oh, yeah. I'm so jealous. It's got a little cheeky face on it. It's got little eyelashes, I think. You Maybe a lady one. one. You got the no, lady one? No, because that's a different name. Is it Henrietta? Have I got Henrietta? Yeah. Um, I had a friend from Australia over here and I opened the like door, which is what it's stored in. She was like, what the hell <laughs> is that? And I was like, it's my Hoover. And she was like, just can I just have a moment just to take this in because I've never seen and then I was like I think it's a British thing a Henry is it like must be yeah she was, I was like everyone's nearly everyone's got a Henry and she was just in shock like you all have these weird hoovers with faces <laughs> on it's like I think so yeah I think we do they're good they are good they're really good it's just nostalgic isn't it I could never not have a Henry no they've got really good suction on them haven't tested out other ones so I wouldn't know but I've always I'll been do a hoover swap what have you got? Just like, um, I can't remember what the make is. It's just one from John Lewis. It's about 50 quid. But it has like a pet setting because my cat's long hair and it just gets everywhere. So it's, it's helpful got, like, for that? A, it's helpful for pancake, yeah. I just shaved her the other day though, so. Like Dr. Evil's cat? <laughs> no, but like, kind of like your dog. Just like a number three all over or something? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah, I guess that is it. 
great. Thank you very much. No problem. A massive thanks to Lucy Rose. If you enjoyed that conversation, you can check out my chat with Ray Morris, Lucy's sister-in-law, which is just as chaotic and anecdoteful. And that is on the subject of Christmas. It's the middle of summer. Why not? Next week, I'm talking to Tom Grennan about the World Cup. You have been listening to Talk the Line, produced by Paul Bridgewater with original music by Seams. I'm Jen Long. This is a podcast from the line of Best Fit. You can subscribe to this podcast. You can follow us on social media. And if you're feeling lovely, the sun's out. Be nice. Leave us a nice review. See you next week.